You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. All right, faithful. <laughs> this is not the way that we want to start this episode. It's not. And I got a smile on my face, but I'm forcing it because it hurts. It hurts deep down. <laughs> you feel the pain. Man, that game was just, it was a bad football game start to finish for by the 49ers. It was a bad football game for the Eagles, too. They're they're not very good. Um, the, the problem was we couldn't get out of our own way. Of course, Nick Mullins. Of course, Nick Mullins. He was awful. That, that was one of the worst games I've ever seen by a quarterback start to finish. You know, he had a couple good drives there in the middle where things started clicking, but it was all manufactured, right? Uh, I think the best play of the entire game for Nick Mullins was the across-the-body throw and man coverage to George Kittle, and even then... George Kittle had to go up and make a miraculous catch, right? Um, you know, you, you take that for whatever. It doesn't matter. But it was a bad game. Now, there's a lot of positives, okay? And I know I'm positive to a fault, but there are a lot of positives here. We're a quarterback away. The good news is we get our quarterback back. <laughs> um, Jimmy Garoppolo start next week, I guarantee it. I, I can tell you who's not starting. It's not going to be Nick Mullins. And I can also tell you who's not starting at corner ever again for the 49ers. Number 27. That crap has to stop. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of funny because the people that I'm kind of pissed at or like hold responsible, yeah, Mullins was whatever. He was awful. But let's jump back, okay? Let's go back to week one, you lose the game. 
man, uh, 49ers, this is rough. Week two, you lose 10 starters. Everybody's throwing dust on. If, if at that point, when the 49ers lost everybody, if you were going to say, look, okay, <laughs> you're going to go into week five, two, and two, everybody would have said, yes, please. Yes, please. Yes, please. Now we just finish off the Jets. They're they're awful. We just we blow out the Giants at home, which the Rams, golly, came down to the you know one of the last possessions to get the victory there. But we blow them out, and then we're like, all right, you know. And I think the snapshot that kind of stays in the back of my mind was the poll about Nick Mullins. Um, we talked about it, you know, during the broadcast, and the, and the question was this. Would you be willing to trade Nick Mullins for a second-round pick? And 40% of the fan base, this is a 3,000 votes, so this isn't a small sample size. I'm looking at it now. 2,971 votes, okay? Would you take the pick or would you take Mullins? 41% wanted to keep Mullins. I was kind of on the fence, and I I said, you know, if you're guaranteed to get Jimmy Garoppolo back in a week, then you you take that trade in a heartbeat. Well, now what's Nick Mullins? Um, I don't think he's exactly chopped liver. I do think he's the capable backup. I would still prefer to have Nick Mullins over C.J. Beathard, despite the fact that C.J. came in and lit it up against the prevent defense. He, you know, uh, C.J. goes 14 for 19, 138. Uh, gave them a chance to win. He played great. But I still want Mullins as the guy for our backup. I really, really do. I don't want him starting games. He did what he he's supposed to do as a backup. Win 50% of your games. You do that, you're a successful backup, and he did that. Did he cost us this game? 1,000%. You know, and again, you just look at, okay, let's start, let's just go through the drives. Now, we got a lot of stuff to talk to, and we're going to get to your questions, so I just want to say thank you. And, of course, this being the 300th episode of the 49ers Rush, yay hooray, throw your glitter, um, we are going to be giving away the Joe Montana autographed jersey here in a bit. So, uh, thank you so much for everybody that's here, and here's the deal. There's so many positives to take away from this game, and I'm going to go through them all. We're going to be here for a bit. So open your beer, (laughs) pour your tequila, whiskey, whatever. Let's get through this, and let's understand and give an honest assessment of where we are. It's not doom and gloom. We're 500. We're 500 despite the fact that number 27 was our starting cornerback in week four. Ah, he's so bad. Ah, he's so bad. And he actually played probably his best game of his career. But yes, he did give up the go-ahead touchdown. But it's not doom and gloom. So let's let's bounce back and forth, and let's be honest with ourselves and our team and what we have here. Mullins was awful, okay? So let's go through Mullins' performance. You come out the very first series, and the very first pass is a ridiculous overthrow and you're seeing deer in the headlights look which is weird for mullins because this is his 10th start this is 10th start um it, but he definitely was too shaky to start overthrows just a simple pass whatever then you have juice release on a will route out of the middle of the field seam route whatever you want to call it that's a 70-play, maybe an 80-yard touchdown. I mean, there was nobody anywhere around, and he overthrows him by 15 yards. Um, so you, you've got these back-to-back throws where he's just too, you know, jittery, whatever else. Then, you know, you jump back through. 
You come out and you go three and out again on the second drive. So look at what happened with the 49ers versus the Jets and the Giants. We didn't punt the ball. We didn't have a three and out. Now you're opening up against the Eagles, backed about three and outs, and you know we're going to overlap here. Trent Williams. Trent Williams gets a holding call early on, puts us in a negative spot. Trent Williams had the worst day. You could talk about Nick Mullins, and that's fair. Nick Mullins was trash. Trent Williams, who has been lights out since we traded for him, he got abused. He got he got picked on. Two sacks and two penalties from the left tackle on crucial downs, that's not going to do it. It's just not going to do it. And you saw him at the end of the game literally cussing himself out out of pure anger. Um, you know, looking forward, week five, we've got the Miami Dolphins. Whoever their defensive end going against uh, Trent Williams, I'm sorry. Um, write a letter to your mom before the game. A lot of anger is going to be taken out on you. But anyway, back to Nick Mullins. You know, he starts going. Things start getting pretty good. Uh, they're picking up a little bit. But as it goes on, he gets so scared from the interior pressure that he just starts belling on the pocket over and over again. Even when pressure's not coming in his face, it's snap, catch the ball, bell. So you can't even set the edge, which, again, you look at Mike McGlinchey, you look at Trent Williams, they are designed to block their guys out. Well, whatever the quarterback can't step up into the pocket and just escapes as soon as he gets the ball, you're blocking your guys into him. So you're, you're making it really hard on your tackles. There's no doubt about that. Um, but the interception, things were started picking up. Things are going good. And then you get the interception in the red zone. Again, what would the, if that was just a field goal, let's just say it's incomplete. You throw the ball away, whatever. You kick a field goal there. Then you kick a field goal to win the game at the end of the game. You you took points off the board. We were in the red zone. Okay, it wasn't. You know, you're at midfield. No, no, no. You're at the. You're in the red zone. Those are free points. We have one of the best kickers in the NFL. And so you lost that. That's okay. So you're like, okay, cool. We've struggled, but let's get it back together, and and let's get it going. Things keep going well. We're doing really, really well. Then we get the fumble when Nick Mullins. You know, he escapes the pocket again at the snap of the ball. And you can see it. They even showed the angle where there's a crosser coming open, and Nick Mullins is just waiting, and he double pats the ball, which if you've ever played quarterback, coach quarterback, been around football, you don't pat the ball. You don't do that. If you're taking your hand off, it's a pump fake, or you throw the damn ball. He double pats it, just a half count too late, strip sack. That's huge. Um, so that's big. And then that pick six, the pick six was the worst play of the game. It wasn't even zone blitz. You just had a linebacker, the weak side linebacker dropped to the hook, hook to curl zone. He didn't disguise it. There wasn't anything. Nick Mullins just made up a mind in his head. This is where I'm going with the ball before the, before the snap and threw it regardless. And that's when you knew he was done. Um, I would like to apologize. I did tweet out a cuss word. That's not usually my style, but I, I, I felt it. Uh, I should probably go back and delete it at some time, but that's okay. Um, so that's Nick Mullins. Yeah, we take it and we move on. Is Nick Mullins the quarterback of the future? Hell no. And everybody that jumped on his bandwagon and talked about quarterback controversy and all that stuff, what the hell is wrong with you? You got to be kidding me, man. We had a quarterback take us to the damn Super Bowl that's 27 and 5 or 6 as a starter. Get that crap out of here. Um, now, it is awesome whenever you look at the fact that 
this system, this offensive system, can thrive without a quarterback. There's not many teams that can do that. How many teams can go 500 with a backup quarterback out there? Not very many. Um, and again, I see Russ say abysmal. Yeah, abysmal. It was abysmal. Quarterback play and offensive line. There's no doubt than that. Um, you know, and again, let, let's let's bounce back and forth. Positives and negatives. Because there are both, Okay. Here we go. Let's talk about a positive. Brandon freaking Ayuk. Oh, my freaking goodness. Brandon Ayuk, to say that he is special or good or a playmaker doesn't do him justice. The play that he scored a touchdown on, and he did much more than just that one touchdown play, even though that was gigantic. There's no doubt about it. But Brandon Ayuk, you know, the 38-yard touchdown, one, he made two people miss, jumped over a third. The speed is evident. You know, he tested for a 40-inch vertical at the combine. Man, uh, Epps did not <laughs> – he didn't touch him. Epps runs through him. He didn't touch him. To say that he is electric, it's, that's unheard of, okay? He's the first rookie – to have two rushing touchdowns, at a wide receiver rookie, to have two rushing touchdowns in his first three NFL starts in league history since the merger. It hasn't happened. It hasn't happened. And that doesn't even go in to talk about, guess what? You know, the two catches for 18 yards, both for first downs, the guy is clutch. And, you know, you look at what Debo, Debo didn't start, right? It was Kendrick Bourne, and it was Brandon Ayuk. And, and Debo, yeah, also, shoot, let's just jump into this here. Debo looks great as well. You couldn't put him out there, Debo, the entire game. You can't do it because it's the first time he's played since the Super Bowl. <laughs> you you got to wait. You got to put him on a snap count. You wanted Kendrick Bourne to respond. Kendrick Bourne didn't. He made a couple big plays late. Kendrick Bourne was absent the first three quarters of the game. He finished with three catches for 33 yards, but on six targets. He had two drops. Now, he did have big play Slay Gardenham, but he did not respond. So your starters next week, here's the deal. Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. You're going to get back Raheem Mostert. Now you've got your two wide receivers and um, Ayuk and Debo. And Jesus, Nick or George Kittle, 15 targets, 15 catches, some of them one-handed, 183 yards and a touchdown, not to mention a one carry for eight yards on a jumbo sweep. It's a lot. It is a lot. And so and that's with the worst quarterback play you could ever have through three and a half quarters. So so what does this mean? All right. Um, and now let's go to some negatives. I'm seeing this from Curtis. McGlinchey was trash. Yeah, he was bad. McGlinchey had the block to free the touchdown for Brandon Ayuk. That was huge. But he also, he can't lock on to defenders and pass pro. He, he gets his weight over his heels. And you saw it even on the play where he threw the interception. You know, the initial punch is great for McGlinchey. He knocks the defender way outside. But he doesn't lock on and he doesn't bring his feet. And so, like, I don't know if it was supposed to be a quick pass or whatever. Because it seemed like he just kind of knocked him and then just waited. Um, and that led to the interception, the pressure. But yeah, McGlinchey up and down, up and down. I, I will say, I think McGlinchey played a lot better than Trent Williams. I see Tyson. Uh, Trent Williams probably had the worst game of his career. I agree, and I think we'll hear that as well. It was very, very bad. Um, it, it it just didn't go right. <laughs> it went really, really bad. Um, those are some things that got to be fixed. 
And you look at the offensive line. We were worried about the inside. It wasn't the inside. It wasn't. Yeah, the inside got in there some. It was the tackles. Okay, the tackles were were bad. Daniel Brunskill did get beat once on the inside. You could expect that. Um, but it's not what you want. It's not the game that we wanted. We thought the edges would be just fine. Brandon Graham's great, but he was pretty quiet the whole game. Um, yeah, uh, Alex, I, I think that this is a legit question. He says, funny that we know pass rush wins games, but we don't invest in what stops a pass rush. Well, the 49ers, I mean, McGlinchey was the number nine overall pick. You trade for Trent Williams uh, for a fifth and a future third. I think that's okay. Uh, you, I don't know. I think we have invested in the tackles. We sure as hell have not invested on the interior. But maybe if your interior is better, Lakin Tomlinson continues his worst games consecutively. They just keep piling up now. He was our best interior lineman the last three years, two years. Now he's he's rough. Ziggy Ansah might have a torn bicep. I saw that as well. Uh, you know, K1 Williams played great. He always plays great. He was injured, questionable to play. He goes out there, balls out, gets hurt twice, and comes back twice. The one play he went out, uh, you got to give it up, man. Um, you know, you bring in, I think, Ta no, it wasn't Taylor. Uh, his his name's on the edge of my freaking head. Oh, my gosh, this is bothering me so bad. Uh, anyway, you, you he goes out for one play. And Jamar Taylor, there it is. Uh, he comes in and gets a sack on his very first play. That is awesome. Kerry uh, Hyder played great. There's there's so many positives, but there are a lot of negatives, and there's no doubt. And let let's let's get it bad here. Let's rip the bandaid off. Let's talk about number twenty seven. I don't understand how this guy is still on this squad. When you know somebody can't perform the job, you've got to look elsewhere. Now, you could say, well, he's playing better than whomever. Here's the thing with number 27. He can be in the right position, but he refuses to make plays. He got abused by a fourth-round rookie with no catches in his career. Got abused for the game-winning touchdown. On that same drive... Second and 22, he has illegal contact downfield. The awareness, the lack of understanding with the game, we all see it. I understand your top three guys are out with injury. I don't care. Put an undrafted free agent rookie out there and see what happens. This guy can't play at this level. And the fact that you knew Richard Sherman was out three weeks ago, you knew this. Go get somebody else. I don't care who you got to put out there. Put freaking Tarvarius Moore. You wasted uh, his first year of his career by playing him at corner. Good God, put him out there at corner. At least we got a shot. I don't understand why this guy is on this roster. What do you need to see? What is it that he has shown you that says, oh, we have confidence here? And, and I don't like picking on players, but this is a professional that's getting paid millions of dollars. I'm not trying to dump on him. But that's my job. <laughs> my job is to look at the game and say, okay, we won here, we lost here, we're better here, we're worse there. This has just been worse for three years. And if we're going to stay on what's worse, the fact that Robert Sala cannot adjust to a mobile quarterback. We're the worst in the NFL. If you watched the Arizona Cardinals game earlier today, you saw how to stop Kyler Murray. If you watched Russell Wilson against Miami, you saw defensive adjustments, 
to stop Russell Wilson from running the game. Yeah, they won, but Miami is a far inferior team, but they were able to adjust to that. Well, let's look at the 49ers. Through four years, we've had Robert Sala. We have never once been successful against a mobile quarterback, ever. Daniel Jones, best plays of their game was him against us. Same thing with Carson Wentz, first drive of the game. Now, I will say this, later on, they did sit the defensive end to keep him from running outside, but why do we have to wait until we get torched three times by a mobile quarterback every freaking game before we make that adjustment? I love Robert Sala, and I, I think that he deserves to be a head coach. I sure as hell don't want him calling my defense. I don't want him calling my defense. I, I, I think he's bad at it. I really do. I think that he is a great uh, coach. I think he teaches um, the entire mentality, the locker room mentality, positive attitudes. I think he's a great educator. I think that he is he's perfectly molded for a, foot, a head coaching position. I sure as hell don't think that he is at his best calling defenses. I don't think that's it. He can't adjust. He's the anti-Shanahan. <laughs> it bothers the hell out of me. It really, really does. Um, it, why make adjustments after they work back-to-back-to-back times? Why wouldn't you come out and just say, hey, <laughs> the Eagles are a terrible team. The only success they've had in three weeks is whenever they run their quarterback. Instead, we wait till the second half to do anything like we always do. And so Carson Wentz is able to go out there, run free, run for a huge touchdown, first down after first down after first down, and then we just leave it out there. Yeah, that, that, that pisses me off. It really, really does. And it's a waste. It's a waste because your defensive line is playing well enough with backups to win this game. You should have won this damn game. But we let it get away. Um, namely because Nick Mullins but also the defense. And, and, you know, you don't want to get too mad at your defense whenever this, it shows 25 points, but the defense didn't give up 25 points because you had a pick six, you had a fumble, and you had another interception. So the defense kept the other team to less than 20 points. That's a win in the NFL. The problem is the offense didn't complement the way the defense played. The defense kept putting them in short situations with the fumble, the interception, and the pick six. You're hurting that team. And the three and outs. Three and outs are the worst thing you can do to a defense, especially early, because now they don't get a break. They're tired. And whenever you get over there, you start implementing new whatever. You can't make adjustments because you only have two minutes, and then uh, then you're getting the, you're sitting on the bench talking to your coaches, okay, this is how we're going to attack it, guys. And then you hear the guy announce, punt return team, punt return team. And <laughs> you're just like, damn it. That's the mentality that goes through the head whenever you thought you were going to have it, and you thought you're going to do all this new stuff, and now you can't. Now you can't. Um, that's it. Let's go to a positive. I don't want to be negative all the time. Whew. You guys get me. I love it. Positive. Jarek McKinnon. Ooh, Jet, baby. God, he is good. Uh, love this comment uh, from Mystical Pickle. That is a freaking name. I love it. McKinnon, um, he said, wasn't worth waiting two years for. I think, did we overpay for him? Sure. McKinnon was great this game. 14 rushes, 54 yards. You know, that's four yards of carry. Got the touchdown. That touchdown was key. He freaking lowered his shoulder and boom. He had seven catches for 43 yards. That's awesome. Seven catches for 43 yards. We hit on that bet. We missed on our others because of Nick Mullins. Damn you, Nick Mullins. <laughs> ah! <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, Jarek McKinnon was great. You can't be mad at McKinnon for how he performed. Jarek did great. He did in his pass protection. Holy cow. 
The few times that they did have somebody coming up inside, Jarek McKinnon was knocking the crap out of people up front. No, he did great. Um, is is he an all-star pro bowler? No. He does fit this system, and he's supposed to be the third down back. Now, we have the other two people uh, that are out with Mostert and Tevin Coleman, but Jarek McKinnon's great. I don't care if he was our starter for the rest of the year. Mostert's going to be much better. He's going to bring a lot more of that explosive mentality back to the offense. I think that's huge. And, man, if anybody here, – here's what we have to do as the faithful. If you know of anybody that comes up and says, man, maybe C.J. Beathard should be our starting quarterback over Jimmy G, just tell him to shut the hell <laughs> Just tell him to shut the hell up. Just shut up. Uh, it's what it is. Uh, McGlinchey is bad. Yeah, that's what's there. There is no C.J. Beathard quarterback controversy. That does not exist. Let's be honest. Um, but I do have to say thank you to our sponsors real quick. We're about to give away our jersey, the autographed Joe Montana jersey. But uh, real quick word, Blue Chew's back, baby. Here's our player of the game, the rising player of the game. It's got to be George Kittle. Dude, 183 yards. Love it. Here's a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Blue Chew. Guys, do you remember the days when you were always ready to go? Well, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence. And all you have to do is head over to BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. And you can take it anytime, day or night, empty stomach, whatever. It's there for you. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians. So you don't have to go to the doctor. There's no office. You don't have to go to the awkward waiting line. There's none of that. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. They're made in the United States. And that helps them be even cheaper than going to a pharmacy because they ship it to you directly. So here's what you have to do. Head to BlueChew.com, use promo code 49ers, like always, 49ERS, and your first is on the house. It's free. All you have to do is put up five bucks to cover shipping to get it to you. Again, that's BlueChew.com, promo code 49ers, to go out there and give it a shot. Thank you for your support, BlueChew. Really do appreciate it. Head over there, BlueChew.com. All right, another quick question. I, I like this. This is from Luciana. Uh, John, why does it seem that Kyle starts games off with solid creative plays, then goes vanilla to end games? You're so correct. You're so correct. If you look at the jet sweeps that worked so well, the screens to wide receivers that worked so well, we stopped doing them after after the second drive of the half. So usually script the top 20 plays, 10 to 15, 20 plays, whatever. Sometimes coaches throw them away after two plays, but you have an idea this is what we're going to do. We're going to get these guys active early. Man, it, the last quarters of the game, we lose those, and I hate that. Why, did, why don't we run more jet sweeps? It, it works every damn time we do it. You know, you look at just the rushes, right? Brandon Ayuk, it was a screen pass, but it counted as a rush. One for 38 and a touchdown. Debo Samuel, once for 10 yards and a first down. George Kittle, once for eight yards and a first down. That's it. We didn't do it again. We didn't. We, we ran two end of rounds, one with Samuel, one with Kittle, and then we threw the one screen to Ayuk. Why are we not doing that more often? It works every single time. Now, you could say, well, what if it gets stopped? It hasn't yet. It hasn't through four weeks in the season. Didn't stop it in the Super Bowl either. And we just we go away from it. I don't know why when things get difficult, perhaps, we just decide, all right, let's just go back to normal. And why do we always run it on first down? 
It is statistically proven that throws on first down, runs on second down, they average more yards per play than what would have been called. So if you just invert, so if you're going to run it on first down, then throw it on second down, just switch those two plays, it's great. It, one of the plays that pissed me off the most, we go down there, and I think it was it was first and 10, and they came out in a nine-man box. It was eight, and then they shifted to safety down. After the safety flashed, um, Nick Mullins gave a can-can call, which means basically we had a pass play. Now we're going to switch it to a run play or vice versa. And then we handed it up right off the middle to the side we didn't have numbers on. And I'm just like, what the hell, Nick Mullins? Why would you do that? You just ran it into a nine-man box in the middle of the field. Yeah, it was bad. It was really, really bad. Uh, Curtis, why wasn't Dwelly more involved? Yeah, it seemed like two tight end sets might have been good against his defense. Dwelly was out there a lot, but you're correct. They didn't throw it to him once. Um and man, there were times we were keeping Dwelly and Kittle back in pass protection because it was so bad. And the problem was, even if the protection was good, Nick Mullins was scared and flushing out of the pocket instead of stepping up into the pocket. I understand he got hit a lot. The sacks were there. I understand pressure was bad. But when you start seeing ghosts, we talk about it in our predictions episode with Carson Wentz. Whenever you just look to escape all the time, bad things happen. Um, and that's what we And that's what we had. Um, and, and so that's bad. Uh, every third stroke. So is this a fluke or will the old line continue to struggle like this? The vertical passing game isn't there. It's not there now. It's not there because our quarterback play is bad. Our old line play is bad and our home run threat at running back isn't there either. Now, once, you know, Mullen, we should have won this game with ease. Now, every NFL team is going to say that after a loss, whatever, but you, you look at every statistical category, more yards, more everything. The reason why we lost was turnovers. Can't, you can't be negative two in turnover ratio and win games in the NFL. It doesn't happen. The Eagles turn the ball over more than any team in the NFL. What do we do? We go out and have three turnovers against them, every single one of them, Nick Mullins' fault. Um, so that's why we lost. Can we rebound? Yeah, we're 500 after four weeks. That's nothing wrong. Now, last year we go 13-3. and three. We're the number one seed. Are we going to go 13-3 and three again this year? Probably not. But that's pretty uncommon. I think the 49ers maybe have had seven or eight seasons that have been that successful in the regular season. You could still win. You could still make the playoffs. You could still win this division, even though it's freaking stupid good. But we're 2-2. Two and two. Um, And we've lost all those starters, but we start to get them back. Richard Sherman comes back. He's eligible to return next week. Emmanuel Mosley, eligible. He's coming back next week. Akella Witherspoon, who knew we'd say that? He comes back next week as well. So, you know, we're now we're just two weeks away from getting Ronald Blair back. He's going to be a starter on this defense at defensive end. He's going to be playing the Bosa role. Um, so we're going to be fine. We, we were bad on both lines. There is no doubt about that. Both lines were really, really bad. Um, you take that for what you want. Now, I do want to say, let, let's do this jersey giveaway, folks. I freaking love you guys. Y'all are incredible. I wish I could give the jersey to everybody. And I want to say shout-out to Game Day Sports and Memorabilia. We've got Christmas coming up, uh, birthdays, whatever else. If you don't know what you want, just tell your family. Go to GameDaySportsAndMemorabilia.com and get me some 49ers gear. They have everything. They have pages and pages. And so they gave us, you know, I reached out to them, and we've done some work with them in the past. I said, hey, we got our 300th episode 300 episodes of 40 Hours Rush. Thank you, guys. Appreciate all the support. I want to do something big. And so we've got an autographed Joe Montana jersey. 
thank you for everybody that entered. It was absolutely incredible. Um, and so, you know, put out the whole list and did a number generator. And here we go. I don't know any of these people. It doesn't go to anybody I know. And they'll post it once they get it. Again, I wish I could give it to everybody. You all freaking deserve everything. But uh, the autographed Joe Montana Nike official jersey goes to, here we go, Nathan Green. At Master Nadir, reach out to me on Twitter at JL underscore Chapman. I will pay you the shipping. Uh, congratulations. Thank you so much for the support. I wish I could give it to everybody, uh, but it's kind of what it is. So Nathan Green, just want to say thank you. Um, again, <laughs> wish, wish I could give it to everybody, but that's what it is. Now, here's what I want to talk about next, and this is huge as we go through these questions. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Dr. Blocktopus. Why don't you bring in Demarcus Acey? He can't be worse. He can't be worse than number 27. He cannot be worse. It doesn't happen. Um, yeah, I freaking hate it, man. And, and here's the thing. The Eagles are a trash team. They're a bad team. Um, long season coming our way. Remember this. I think you're right. It, it's going to be a tough season. It, it's not going to be like what it was last year. I don't think there's many seasons like that. But the offense is better. There's no doubt it's better. I mean, the tools are better on offense by far. Ayuk is incredibly good. The running backs are better. There's so many better things on offense. The defense is not better. <laughs> it, it's just not. But that's okay. The offense just has to step up. We get our quarterback back. Debo's finally going to get a full week of practice. Hopefully his foot comes back relatively well. We're going to be good there. Um I think we're going to be okay. I wish we would have saw more uh, Jamichael Hasty. I really, really do, but that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> here we go from Matthew. Beathard completed six passes to wide receivers. Why Mullins completed two. Why is that one? He got to go in against prevent defense, um, and it was all kind of quick passes, and they give up and prevent the middle of the field, and you just kind of dink and dunk 15-yard chunks down. Um, but you got to remember. Remember C.J. Beathard. Remember how bad C.J. was and how many hits, and just how slowly he processed things. It looked like he's improved, and that's great. Um, but no. Uh, do I think CJ will start next week? No. Jimmy Garoppolo start next week. I don't give a crap. Like, they're to the point now where he's had two weeks. You know, it's a high ankle sprain, but it wasn't a bad one. Usually you're thinking four to six. You would have put Jimmy Garoppolo on IR if he was going to miss three games. He didn't. So you put him out there next week. Is he going to be 100% like ready to go and all those things? I don't think so. But you don't have to be 100%. The language that Kyle Shanahan and everybody has said, even John Lynch, Jimmy G has to be able to protect himself. And until he's ready to do that, he's not ready to play. It's that time. It's that time. He's been standing up the entire freaking game on the sidelines, not on crutches. He's going to be fine. Um that's he he'll be out there. I, I'd bet anything on it. I'm telling you that right now. Now, speaking of bets, we were off to the best start ever. We did hit on our McKinnon receiving bet. Um, we did hit on our Vikings covering the spread plus. Uh we hit on that just Nick Mullins, man. He he has stopped us. He hurt us there. But uh real quick, last word from our sponsor, then I'm gonna get some more some more QA. Here we go. My bookie, baby. <laughs> Unless you've been living under a rock, you know the NFL and the NBA, they're back. They're in full swing, which can only mean one thing. It's a winning season at my bookie. 
I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is 10 times more exciting whenever I'm putting my money on it. And if you've been betting with us, we've been doing very, very well so far this year. So stick with us. Bet on it. Use all the knowledge that we have. And let's be successful. And here's the deal. Right now, they have $100,000. You heard me. $100,000 super contest for only $10 entry. 10 bucks. You can win all that money. They're giving away $5,000 in cash prizes every four weeks. You would be crazy not to jump in there with all your knowledge. $10 to win thousands, sign me up. You too can make up and sign up at my bookie. And here's the deal. Use promo code 49ers, 49ERS, to claim your 100% deposit match all the way up to 1000 bucks. That means you put in $100, they're going to give you $100. Rollovers will be included in that. And if you have questions, please call their customer service. They'll help you with that. But the NFL, NBA, MLB, they've got it all on tap. It's never too late to get started. And if you've wanted to jump in with us, now's the best time. Head to mybookie.ag, promo code 49ers, and they're going to double your initial deposit. Thanks for the support, MyBookie. All right, as more questions are coming in, I want to talk about those things. But what I want to talk about is just real quick, just the team stats. And again, they, they paint a picture if you just leave out the <laughs> turnover category, which we were number two, negative two in, or penalties, which we doubled up on penalties. They had three. We had six for 42 yards on some key, long, second and third downs. Penalties hurt us. They always do. Um, we're, we're, not, we're never on the positive side of penalties. But overall, first downs, 49ers won, 25 to 18. Passing first downs, 20 to 9, 49ers favor. Um, you know, you go down first downs from penalties. Eagles got three. We got one third down efficiency. They were four for 13. We were five for 11. So we won that category, but where it swayed is fourth down efficiency. We were over one on fourth down. They were two for two. Now, one thing I will say both, both of those fourth downs that they converted were illegal formations. Both of them were, if you remember the play, where Carson Wentz was going to quarterback sneak it, then scooted back, and then after we audibled out, he went back under. The running back stepped up with him, two players moving at once, and forward. He has to reset for a full count. They didn't do that. It usually doesn't get called. It's a ticky-tack thing. I don't think it's like rigged or anything like that, but that should have been called. Um, no doubt about that. Um, man, I forget the other one, but it was a legal formation as well. Uh, but anyway, you know, th that's huge. Two for two on fourth down against us. You stop one of those, you probably win this game. And those two were huge. Total plays, we had 70, they had 59. You look at rush attempts, guess what? We only had 20 rush attempts. Our key stat all year, 30 rush attempts wins games, period. They had 28. It doesn't matter how effective it is. They only average 3.3 yards per rush, the Eagles. But they do it enough, it wears down a defense. We averaged 5.8. Why did we not run it more? Why didn't we do more jet sweeps? We had the personnel to do that. I just don't get it. We threw for over 300 yards. They threw for 174. Six yards per play for the 49ers. They had 4.5. We had it all. Areas we lost. Turnovers. We had three. They had one. And that, that cost us. That's just what it is. They sacked us five times. We sacked them three. So there's lots of plays there that the 49ers left, and it's just, man, just be clean. Just be smart. Don't lose games. We didn't do that. Uh, Aaron Nunez, yeah, was screaming hasty all game. Me as well, but, man, they were dead set on keeping, you know, Jed in there. They, they, um, 
you, know, you didn't even see Jeff Wilson till the very end of the second quarter, and he was only out there for two series. So it was it was interesting. I really thought they should have like mixed it up a little bit because he was just getting too much work. I mean, he had 14 carries and he had eight targets, but he caught seven of the eight targets. So McKinnon was great, but it's what it is. It, it's rough. It's not a good game. Okay. And so understand this guys, you take it and you say, you know what? You're two and two. What's that look like moving forward? We're still 100% in control of our destiny. We play Seattle twice. We beat them both times. Guess what? We're tied. It, Play, you know, the Cardinals once, we beat them in the tiebreaker because we'll have a better record than them. So if you went out, you control your own destiny. We're at week five. Chill out. We're good. Go out, improve, fix these mistakes. There's so many positives. God, there's so many positives. Quan Alexander, holy cow. I can't believe I haven't talked about Quan yet. I A lot of people think I'm against Quan Alexander. I'm not. He's one of my favorite players on our team. But I've seen what he can be, and I've seen what he is now. This was his best game. Quan Alexander had his best game out of the last 10 starts, by far. Quan Alexander was phenomenal out there today. He was the one that was in charge with shutting down Zach Ertz. He did a hell of a job. He was up in his grill the entire time. Now, there was a play or two where he blew outside contain, but we've seen that from Quan every single play he's ever played, every game he's ever played. This was a positive game for Quan Alexander. That's a huge positive. Aziz played great as well. Um, so you're you're getting some of these key players to shift. Safety's played wonderfully well. They continue to be solid. The corners are just suspect because, again, we're missing our top three corners. Guess what? We get all three of them back next week, potentially. If we do, we're going to be fine. We're going to be just fine. We got Miami next week. We got Miami. We got the Rams. And, again, two back-to-back home games. People get a rest. They get to stay at home in their beds. Things are going to be good. Got Miami, then the Rams, then the Patriots. That, that's our schedule. That's our next three. And so what you got to do, and, and we'll break down all the film. Now, I do have to give just a quick update for Patreon and the podcast. Uh, Tuesday is my wife's birthday. Miss Chapman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's her birthday. I won't say how old she is. She'll beat me up. I don't think she really cares how old she is, actually. She's, she's beautiful still. But uh, she asked for her birthday. Get this. Big chubby Chapman. She wants to go on a sunrise hike. Uh, usually I do my film work Tuesday morning. Tuesday's her birthday. So I'm going to be pushing everything back one day this week. Um, so Wednesday morning will be the Patreon all offense film breakdown. So if you j- haven't joined us on Patreon, oh my gosh, what are you doing? Uh, two and a half hours of film breakdowns last week. Um, every single play on offense, defense, all 22 coaches film, breaking down the scheme, pointing out where things went wrong, where things went right. We'll do offensive breakdown. We'll be up Wednesday morning. Offensive episode for the podcast will be Wednesday night. Thursday morning will be defense. Thursday night will be defensive podcast and grades and all that stuff. So just understand we just got a day off. We're just going to add a day to it because that film doesn't become available uh, and until Tuesday morning, especially with a Sunday night game. So I can't do it tomorrow night or else I would, but it's not up. They just don't put it up. Um, real quick from Scott, he says, if Ziggy does have a torn bicep, do we need to sign another edge? Yes. <laughs> or do we have enough depth already? No, we don't. Um, Ziggy was actually playing relatively well. Deion Jordan um, is playing much better than Ziggy, but Ziggy's provided a little spark. You are getting Ronald Blair back. That's a long-term solution for everything. Hopefully he's ready to go, but no, and Julian Taylor even further down the road, but no, you'll have to pick somebody up and 
who's out there. Clay Matthews doesn't fit. Everybody talks about Clay Matthews. All of his success has happened in a 3-4. We run a 4-3. He has no experience with anybody on our coaching staff. Clay Matthews isn't going to be the guy, and he wants more money. So I don't think that's it. Uh, Frank, yeah, Quan played a much better game. Quan Alexander played great. He was awesome. Um, played very, very well. So that's what we've got this week. The 49ers, we're all right. We're going to be okay. Is it a good win? Is it a good week? Hell no, it's not. Am I mad? Yes. I'm going to drink beer. Also, yes. Tequila? Probably. But that's okay. We're 2-2. Two two. We're in control of our fate. We're getting everybody back. We're getting every, we went 1-1 one one without 10 starters. 12 starters, sorry. We're okay. We're okay. Thank you guys for all the support. Please subscribe, rate, review the show, and hit that like button. It helps us out a lot. Thanks, guys, and as always, stay strong, faithful. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.